The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily express those held by this station or its advertisers and are strictly the opinions held by those contributing to the show. Welcome to the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, your home for news, discussion, and opinions about high school football in the Mid-Ohio Valley. And now, here's your host, Eric Little. Hello and welcome inside the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, Episode 5 of Season 2. This is a high school football podcast about high school football in the Mid-Ohio Valley. I am the namesake. Happy to have you along with us once again this week. We're recapping the first week of the high school football season in the area. We'll have a poll question from last week. We'll set you up with a new poll question. And we'll talk about community service and share some thoughts on that from Parkersburg South Head Coach Nathan Tanner. We'll also have some sound from Head Coaches Lance Binninger of Parkersburg Catholic and Rick Hott of Richie County as we preview what I think is the area's biggest game of the week as Richie County takes on Parkersburg Catholic. A whole lot coming up. Let's talk about the Rebels first. Richie County made a statement with their 58 to 20 win over Tyler Consolidated. The Rebels had to come in with a pretty big chip on their shoulder because they got no respect after a good season last year. They were a playoff team a year ago. They were not in the Metro News Power Rankings to start the year. And this is a school that's had this issue come up in multiple sports. In baseball last year, it was an issue in the Metro News Power Rankings. And this was a Richie team in baseball last year that was one win away from the state tournament. And it's a school that in sectional seedings in a couple different sports feels like they've been disrespected and underrepresented. And if you don't think the Metro News Power Rankings matter, I guess I need to amend some of my thoughts on the Metro News Power Rankings from last week's show. What the Power Rankings show is that that's a barometer of media members across the state of where they think these teams are. And it has nothing to do with playoff pairings in football, because that's a points-based playoff system. In other sports where there are power rankings, baseball is one of them, so is basketball. Sports where they also have voting to determine sectional seedings, coaches vote to determine sectional seedings, I would say the power rankings have a bigger influence in those sports because that's the kind of material the coaches are looking for when they're looking to seed and rank teams. They're not so much digging into schedules and who played who and things like that. So while the power rankings don't have any impact on who actually makes the playoffs and where you're seated, that's the computer points-based system, there is a perception that really is harmful in other sports when that perception is realized to actual voting, but it can be hurtful. So I can see where Ritchie County... As a school and as an athletic department has been stung a few times by that, but they got no respect after a good season last year, a playoff season. And on top of that, Dakota Wayne was out with an injury and stepped Ethan Hot, and that's an offense that racked up 58 points and had two 100-yard rushers, and they survived Tyler Consolidated's Mark Rucker. So for Richie County to hold Rucker, I mean, Rucker got his in terms of points and carries and touchdowns. Uh, he's going to do that, but they were able to survive Mark Rucker and rack up 58 points of their own. So I think without question, Ritchie County's win may be the most impressive win of any last weekend. Right up there with it, though, Parkersburg South brought the intensity in a 49-18 win at Ripley, the first win at South for new head coach Nathan Tanner. And what's most impressive about that, not that they racked up 49 points against a Ripley team that they beat last year and have now beaten eight of the last 10 years, South had energy after a 90-minute delay at the start of that game. And that wasn't a situation where we knew it was going to be delayed for a long time out. That game was delayed at almost the last possible minute. Both teams were waiting to take the field. Ripley was in their 
tunnel waiting to take the field. The captains were on the field getting set for the coin toss when the officials waved everybody off. That game, you worked yourself up to a fever pitch all day, all offseason. You're ready to go. And then at the last possible moment, the rug is swept down from under you. The lightning delay subsided around 9 o'clock. We kicked off and things were good to go. Ripley didn't really have the energy. South scored 28 points after 11 p.m., a touchdown late in the third and then three in the fourth. Brandon Penn had himself a day for Parkersburg South. He threw for four touchdowns, two to Dylan Day, one each to Jake Hogs and Landon Francisco. Both of those were guys playing in their first games. Penn also ran for a touchdown. Davin Gaines toted the rock for a score and 110 yards on the ground. That's a South team that if they can click that well on offense the rest of the season, watch out because Penn is a passer. They've got Devin Gaines in a strong running game. Believe it or not, we didn't see Donovan Taylor take the field, and that's a weapon that South has that they didn't even have to deploy or couldn't deploy on Friday. Taylor, the transfer from Williamstown, has garnered a lot of attention, but he wasn't seen and frankly really wasn't needed in South's 49-18 win against Ripley. Patriots hit the road to face University this week. PHS survived a weather delay of their own, albeit not as long of one as South had to deal with, and they survived the Morgantown Mohegans. They were coming into the season looking at two guys for the quarterback spot, Bryson Singer and Michael Owen. Singer seems to be the guy that's close to settle on that spot, though Michael Owen also got time for the Big Reds in that game. PHS has a tough test in Cabell Midland this week. Parkersburg Catholic won big five touchdowns from Jeb Boyce, matching what Brandon Penn did, but doing it in the reverse fashion. He rushed for four and caught one, so Catholic wins 58 to nothing over Hannon. A much, much tougher test for them as they square off with Ritchie County this week. And remember, Ritchie County lost that game in controversial fashion in week two last year. They thought they'd scored. A penalty called it back. Catholic ended up winning that game, but either way, Lance Benninger's squad is going to have the target on their back in a couple big ways this year, and perhaps one of the biggest times and the first time they'll notice that is this week. We'll have much more on that game later. An emotional night in St. Mary's as the Blue Devils hosted their first game after the passing of Coach Bill Hanlon this past April. Hanlon, the former head coach at St. Mary's, a former SSAC executive director, former coach at Glenville State, was an assistant on Jody Moat's staff for the 2018 season for a couple seasons before that. A big part of the St. Mary's High School football family. and His passing was a big loss and was felt in the stadium that bears his name. His daughter Kathy flipped the coined at the start of the game. The Devils had a helmet sticker on the side of the helmet set in memory of Coach Bill Hanlon, uh, and they rolled to a win against Roan County. And they seem to be settled on a running back themselves as Zach Long had a big game for St. Mary's in that one. And the Blue Devils get the win on an emotional night. They'll play Scott this week, a team that beat them a year ago. That was Scott's only win in 2018. Frontier rolled in the debut for Peyton City head coach Zach Heasley. And they handed Heasley the L in his first game at Peyton City. And the Cougars, Russ Morris said it in this preseason preview series interview. They felt they really came together late in last season and I think you're seeing the results of that. They're a year older, a year stronger. They rolled to a big win. They'll have Bellsville this week. Peyton City back home to host a Ward County team that lost 8-6 to to Calhoun County. So maybe Heasley's first W right around the corner. Doddridge County opened their flashy brand spanking new stadium with a W. The Davison brothers were there. Hunter America was there. Had a big game. Ran for over 180 yards in that win. 
A new era as the new Klein-Stansbury Stadium opened on the campus of Doddridge County High School, a multi-million dollar athletic complex that I've not seen with my own eyes, but I've heard good things about. They say it is just to the nines out there, as nice as you can imagine. Williamstown, the Yellow Jackets lost on Thursday last week against Wheeling Central at a game where they won the turnover battle, but lost the football game. They were down just one, 7-6, as they got a touchdown run after Wheeling Central's first score, but Central rolled off 28 straight points, and the Yellow Jackets were never in it after that. They'll face Magnolia this Friday in a season opener for the Blue Eagles. They had the bye week in the first week, so they have to play 10 straight weeks. But Williamstown back home and on friendlier confines and against an opponent that, quite frankly, isn't the prohibitive favorite to run away with Class A. Wheeling Central has just so much coming back. They proved last Thursday that they did not miss a beat. So again, a lot of interesting storylines from the area and a really intriguing first week of high school football in the mid-Ohio Valley. Watch high school football live streamed wherever you are. Don't don't miss the Moran Construction Game of the Week on 1455 Sports. Log on to 1455media.com slash live. That's the word 14 and the number 55 for great coverage of the area's biggest games. This Friday, it's the Tyler Consolidated Silver Knights hosting the Doddridge County Bulldogs. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. Log on to 1455media.com slash live. That's the word 14 and the number 55.com slash live. It's the Moran Construction Game of the Week on 1455 Sports. Stay connected with us on Facebook, like our page, the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. While you're there, answer our weekly poll question and feel free to share your comments or questions. Eric will get to those on a future edition of the show. Let's take a look at last week's poll question. We asked you, would you rather see your favorite team start with a difficult opening game? Why or why not? Well, no one answered the latter part of that question, but we had 17 votes in the poll. The options were yes, us versus the world, or no, give me those cupcakes and with 59% of the vote most of you said you would prefer to see your favorite team start with a difficult opening game I think it's conditional on how experienced my team happens to be. If my team is experienced and it wouldn't bury them, then yeah, I absolutely want to see my team start with a difficult opening game. Here is where we are now. Here is where we need to be by the end of the year. These are things we have to work on in subsequent weeks. If my team was a younger team, less experienced, I would kind of want a cupcake to feast on. Somebody a little easier to help that team build some confidence and maybe a win as they move forward. So I think there's merit to both of those, but I definitely definitely think if it's an experienced team, you want them to open with a harder team. If it's a good team and they're playing a nobody in week one, what does that do for them? How does that make them better by just running up a score on somebody? At any level of football, it just doesn't do much for you. So I'm going to lean toward playing a tough team, but make it conditional there. Sometimes I wouldn't want my team playing a tough opening game. It all depends on how much experience my team has coming back. That was last week's question. This week's poll of the two choices in the poll, which team has had the most impressive debut last week and why? Ritchie County or Parkersburg South? That poll only runs until Friday. I didn't want that poll's vote to be tainted by week two's outcomes, so I'm only running that poll until Friday this week, so you have a couple more days to vote, but if you already like and subscribe to the page on Facebook, then you've possibly seen it, and hopefully you voted already. We've already got some interesting answers and, again, feedback, and again, leave why, so that way we can have a discussion about that, and I uh, welcome your thoughts and I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. 
Speaking of Parkersburg South, let's stay there for just a second. One of the things that Nathan Tanner has done as head coach of Parkersburg South is put a greater emphasis on community service. Uh, there were some service projects that Patriots were involved with this summer, and when I sat down with Coach Tanner prior to our V96.9 pregame interview this week, I asked him about some of that service, and here's what he said. One of the things that has been the hallmark of this program, especially over the summer, was service projects. He did some service for a group called After the Disaster, and there was a lot of cleanup at the Taste of Parkersburg. What is your philosophy on service, and how has that bled down to your players? The whole philosophy behind service is we want our kids to be leaders in whatever they do. And I think when talking about leadership, the thing that comes to the forefront is serving people. You can't lead people in, until you're willing to serve on others. That's what leading is in, in essence. You know, whenever you're in a managerial position or a leadership position, you're leading other people to do things to try to get some type of outcome. That's your service towards them. We just want our kids to feel comfortable doing that and create good habits by serving on others. That's Parkersburg South head coach Nathan Tanner, and I really like that answer. I like the idea that to lead is to serve, and to teach that to young people, I think that definitely is a message that needs to be spread out more and as often as possible, and I'm sure there are a lot of other teams and a lot of other sports that are doing that, and that's a good thing, and we encourage that. And I know this is just one example. I know there have been a number of service projects and service works that have been performed by other athletes and teams in other sports. This was one example that I had and was willing to share with you and was able to share with you, I guess. So again, kudos to Parkersburg South and Nathan Tanner for some of that work and for putting an emphasis on community service. Another team that's the subject of this week's poll question is Ritchie County. We'll go there next, taking a look at Ritchie County Parkersburg Catholic. A big game this week in Ellenboro. The Rebels will host that one. They racked up 58 points in a win against Tyler Consolidated a week ago. Head coach Rick Hott says it's the running game that really got things going. Imagine line play was also big when you have two running backs go for more than 100 yards. Can you tell us about the work of, of those guys? Yeah, and Trey had one early in the second half about a 60-70 yarder call back. I was really impressed with our line play up front. I mean, not only at the point of the attack, we had some really, really key downfield blocks, and that's what I'm most excited about is that unit starting to come together because I, I think we do have two really legitimate backs that no one's really talking about yet. But, I, you know, as the season unfolds and, and with that improved line play, uh, you're going to start hearing a lot about Garrett and Trey. That's Ritchie County head coach Rick Hott. What made the win almost as impressive as anything else is the fact that Ritchie County did it with freshman Ethan Hott at quarterback. Dakota Wayne has been limited since the start of camp with a hip injury. He played defense last week, but Rick Hott said the injury just was not 100% healed up the way he wanted to to allow Wayne to have the keys to that offense. So, so Ethan Hott stepped in, ran the offense, and the offense, according to his head coach Rick Hott, ran pretty well. So that leads to the natural next question. When Dakota Wayne is healthy, which one steps in to play quarterback? I know the word quarterback controversy is a dirty word, a dirty phrase. I didn't use that word. I'm going to run that exactly as I asked Coach Hot. At your quarterback spot, when Dakota is healthy and ready to come back full-time there, is that spot his or will you use two quarterbacks? I don't know that I really want to talk about that. To me, that's a distraction. This is going to be a really good team. I think every day it just it will play out. And what turns best for our team is the direction it will go. And so right now we'll, we got to focus on Cody's probably not 100% Friday night. And so Ethan's going to lead us Friday night's game quarterback. And we got a pretty strong opponent, Parkersburg Catholic. And so that's where we're emphasizing all of our thoughts too. 
So there you have it. That's Richie County head coach Rick Hot, and I think he's entitled to that answer. I have no problem with that answer. It is what it is. I think the day-by-day response is probably the safest to that. Right now, Ritchie County has this game to get by, and they're in the rare situation of having a Week 3 bye week. You don't always have a bye week that early in the season. So right now, their focus is on Friday, and then they got two weeks to figure out what's going to happen at that position. Is Wayne going to get healthy to their liking, and are they going to give him the keys to that offense? And if they do, is it possible he could drive that? And they like what they saw out of Hot better and, and want to put Wayne somewhere else or have him focus on defense. Or they could give it back to Wayne, and and that team finds another level, another gear. It's hard to tell, but again, judging on what we heard a moment ago, I'm not a betting man, but I would be hard-pressed to think that Cody Wayne is going to be at quarterback for that team on Friday against Parkersburg Catholic. From what I heard, that sounds like Ethan Hawt is either the front runner to get the start against Catholic at the very least, or it has already been determined that he'll be the guy to start there. We'll see how that benefits Parkersburg Catholic. We'll see if their preparation leans toward Hawt, leans toward Wayne, and whether or not that even makes a difference because you can prepare for one guy, you still got to stop him. Easier said than done. But either way, it really seems to me, you heard it from the coach's mouth, it seems to me like Ethan Hawt is going to start again for Ritchie County at quarterback. So if you see that, don't be too surprised. Looking at the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaders, the running game big for the Crusaders and somebody had to open up the holes for Jeb Boyce. It's an offensive line that really made things a total team effort for Parkersburg Catholic. Parkersburg Catholic head coach Lance Spinner says that unit up front is the one that helps it get done. Jeb did a phenomenal job like we opened up with uh, I think a 70 yard touchdown pass right off the bat um, and then you know he scored on a couple ISO plays and a sweep uh, he did a great job but um, to quote him I mean he had holes big enough where he could skip through so I mean it it was a joint effort it, I mean they had the holes and Jeb's pretty good that's a third year that groups play together right oh yeah oh yeah they've been together for a long time and you know at Catholic we're pretty well a family so being together that long that, that's, that's a pretty good thing because that's very rare is it hard to not take that for granted at this point? Oh, definitely. Uh, because, you know, from the start of the season, we can just hit the ground running um, because, you know, everybody knows where they're going to be and what they're going to do and how to do it. So it's a very good problem to have. Again, that's Parkersburg Catholic head coach Lance Benninger. Big game this week, Parkersburg Catholic at Ritchie County. It's unfortunately not on any of our stations. That is the one game in the area this week that if I wasn't doing a game, I wish I could see. I'm really interested to see how that turns out. I think Coach Benninger said it best in a clip that you'll hear on our pregame show on Friday. Uh, it's really going to be for Parkersburg Catholic a matter of running the football and stopping Ritchie County's running game. And really, to be honest, who runs the ball best and who stops the other's running game at least stops it enough to win the game. That's that's what it's going to come down to. It's not rocket science. It's, it's football. And I think that's going to be the key to that one. By the way, there's a lot on the line there because those are both teams that are going to be in the running toward the end of the year. That's something that Rick Hot and I were talking about off the air. These are teams that are expected to be good and expected to win some games. So whoever wins this game, it'll probably be a valuable win for them in terms of getting points from your defeated opponent's wins. Not to mention the fact that last year's game was close. Ritchie County lost and felt that they shouldn't have lost for a couple reasons. You know, one being a call that went against them late in that game. So I think there's definite motivating factors there, definite chips on shoulders from players from both sides. So I'm interested to see how these teams line up and go at it on Friday night. The stations of Seven Rangers Radio have you covered on Friday, though. B96.9 has Parkersburg South University. 92.3 WXCR has Doddridge County and Tyler Consolidated. The running back 
Jack Bull, Mark Rucker for Tyler Consolidated, and Hunter America for Doddridge County. That one played on the natural grass in Kidwell. And Light Rock 93R has the 1-0 St. Mary's Blue Devils on the road to face the Scott Skyhawks. Again, that trip probably has started yesterday, if you're listening to this, on Wednesday when it's released. So uh, St. Mary's with a long trip to go to Scott, and they'll try to make it 2-0 against the team that beat them last year. This may be just a redemption tour for St. Mary's this year. Coverage on all three stations starts Friday at 6 with Countdown to Kickoff. Hey, don't forget you can subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, review us. It helps us if you do. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how, but that's the easy and convenient thing to say. And we appreciate the subscribe, the download, however you listen. You can find us on SoundCloud as well. And uh, again, thank you for your support of the show. Like us on Facebook if you haven't already. Interact with the polls, vote in the polls, answer the questions. A lot of those questions are a why or a why not. And it's your feedback that helps this show go and it helps it grow and it adds to the discussion. This is a discussion between a lot of high school football fans in the area and those who cover high school football, and we want you to be a part of it. So follow us on Facebook, write us, rate us, review us on iTunes, and let us know what you think of the show, and we'll get your feedback and your thoughts on the program. And it's definitely food for thought because chances are pretty good if you're thinking it, someone else out there is as well. That'll do it for us. My name is Eric Little. Thank you for listening once again this week. We will talk to you next week, and until then, enjoy the games, everybody. This has been the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and vote in our weekly poll. Come back next week for another new episode, and thanks for listening.